It's happening again. Welcome to Work Cookie, a CBOT podcast. As we broadcast around the world, get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate career boost recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com. My name is Dr. Nikki Modesti, and I am the founder of Vestigia Coaching and Consulting. Today, I wanted to discuss unconscious bias and how that really shows up in the workplace. I'd like to start off by providing two definitions of what unconscious bias is And the first states that unconscious bias or implicit bias is often defined as prejudice or unsupported judgments in favor of or against one thing, person, or group as compared to another in a way that is usually considered unfair. As a result of unconscious bias, certain people benefit and other people are penalized. And the other definition for unconscious bias is social stereotypes about certain groups of people that individuals form outside their own conscious awareness. Unconscious bias is far more prevalent than conscious prejudice and often incompatible with one's conscious values. Certain scenarios can activate unconscious attitudes or beliefs. And I would like to provide some examples of what unconscious bias looks like in the workplace. And one of those is name bias. Now, name bias is the tendency people have to judge and prefer people with certain types of names, typically names that are of Anglo origin. Name bias in the workplace then this is one of the most pervasive examples of unconscious bias in the hiring process and the numbers bear it out. From personal experience, I can confirm that name bias is a prevalent practice in organizations. My given name is Rajanik, and as you can imagine, it may be difficult for some people to pronounce it easily. I've heard of a slew of mispronunciations, and in some cases, people don't even try. After moving to a new state and looking for employment, I would use my first name. For several months, I was unsuccessful. I decided to conduct an experiment to determine if indeed my first name was a barrier to entry. I did what a lot of a lot of African Americans or people of color might do in my situation and adopted Nikki as my first name to make it easier for people to pronounce and be considered as a viable candidate for open positions I believed I was qualified for. Once on board, the ratio of people of color and Caucasians were noticeably different in my department, which was HR. It has been that way for 90% of the organizations I have worked for ever since. Out of curiosity, I had a chance to speak with a colleague about her experience with name bias, and as I discovered, she too went by a nickname and not not her legally given name. Her reasoning was the same as mine. She also knew that name bias was a barrier for getting hired with organizations, and it shouldn't have to be that way. 
I would like to share some alarming percentages with you in a article that I just recently read. It's from 2017 and written by Dina Gerdman. She stated that 25% of African Americans received a callback when they whitened their resume and only 10% received a callback when they used their legal names. Among Asians, 21% received a callback who also whitened their resumes, and those who didn't were among the 11% who received the callback. Now, um, I want to um, address the, the term whitened, and whitened is when you remove any identifiable information that links you to your ethnicity, either that's your name or where you come from, something like that. In this case, everyone would either change their names to make it sound more Caucasian, or they would remove where they were from as to not be discriminated against. Let's unpack this and sit in this uncomfortable space for just a moment. The fact is people of color are not afforded the same privileges and access to resources in most parts of the world when it comes to education, healthcare, and jobs. But in order to sustain a living, we are met with opposition to even get in the door because of our ethnic sounding names. Historically, we have been relegated to lower paying jobs, left out of high profile jobs such as CEO, COO. And if we are invited in, we become the first black this or the first African American, the first Asian American, Latino, Latina, and in most cases, the first woman, the first woman of color. It is 2020 and we have seen so much progress as a nation as, and as a world, yet we haven't evolved enough to allow the differences of the color of someone's skin to be a hindrance of on their ability to be on equal playing field for access to good education, opportunities, and resources. Consider how challenging it can be to have to work twice as hard in every aspect of your life to sustain a living. The next example of unconscious bias that I would like to address is the halo effect. The halo effect is when a hiring manager or during the hiring process, a hiring manager believes that certain companies or schools are highly regarded or more highly regarded and considered elite based upon their name. The halo effect indicates that potential candidates who do not attend an elite school or did not receive the same did not receive the same rigorous education or someone who has experience from a reputable organization did not get the same experience as someone who didn't it is impossible to determine what type of experience or education someone received based upon where they went to school or where they work what should be considered when looking at a resume are their skills, knowledge, and abilities, and if they meet those qualifications, where they receive their work experience and education should not matter as much as if they can actually do the job. Organizations should do a thorough assessment of their hiring practices and identify where unconscious bias is being practiced and actively work on removing it. The name bias and the halo effect are just two examples of unconscious bias that I wanted to address. There are many others that I think that I think we need to discuss, 
but I am going to wrap up here. I would like to address in our next segment additional unconscious bias and as well as conscious bias in the next segment. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com.